welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Depesh. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're here to take you from Earth to wherever the wow signal came from. Wow. (laughs) That's right. I I know what that is. You sound just like the guy. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right. I wanted to hit you with a question straight off the bat, my boy. Dude, fire away. What is your biggest fear? Holy crap, spiders. I don't know. I I guess that's a- um, That is a big phobia. Fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I have the the biggest one. That's like saying, uh, what's your favorite movie? But I have several, I guess. Um, are we talking about like, uh, yes, you know, what's, what's the difference between a phobia and a fear? Not really that much. A phobia will be something specialized that you, mm. that you, it, you know, you can't deal with. The spider arachnophobia. They'll just say that you have a fear of spiders. Like a massive fear of spiders. You um, do. Huge. Even if they're tiny. Bro. You couldn't touch it if it was a small one. It's that bad. Pull me in a, in a room that's four by four meters. You put a little uh, one centimeter big spider in the other corner. I'm scratching at the walls to get out. Whoa! I didn't know that. Get me out of there! I did not know that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, dude, it's big time. Like I, um, if you were to bring up a photo of a, of a spider, which very funnily enough leads right into what I wanted to talk to you about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it'd make my screen. It'd make my skin crawl. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I had this uh, Guinness World Record 2003 book that I was gifted probably in 2003 for a birthday. And uh, there was a page, full bleed image of a massive like uh, bird-eating spider. Like, yeah, yeah, the big world's biggest spider. And uh, dude, I, I would flip through all the time because you're just learning shit and get to that page and flip immediately. Like I couldn't even look at the image because it was so big and detailed on the page. That it would just make your skin crawl. Couldn't handle it. Um even if I were to be in an, a, an, a room where I can escape and a spider's falling on you, I would freak out for you that a spider's about to go on you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's big time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's to the point where like, it's not, it's not a joke. Like if you were to play a game and throw a spider at me, we're punching on. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right, I didn't know that. <laughs> Mine would definitely be heights for sure. I can't even walk next to, I, it's so bad. It's so bad, my fear of heights, that I couldn't even walk next to a railing that would be on a- When, I, when I'm at work and mm. I'm walking at- So, we have glass elevators and I can't Ooh, even lean yeah, on the yeah, glass. Yeah. I can't even lean on it. I can't touch it. I can't look at it. That, like, I definitely get that fear. Like, I, I feel it, but I'm not like- um Like, yeah, I guess like I, I would get uncomfortable if I was in a, a glass floor elevator or on a bridge that has a huge drop or off a cliff edge that has like a railing. Like, I get that- I wouldn't want to, you know what? It's not so much like I'm freaked out by it. I would just never risk myself close to the edge of any of these scenarios because of of how freaky the drop looks. Yeah, I, I get that too. But mine is that I'll, I can't even like, I'll feel my body almost becoming mm. dizzy and falling over yeah, the opposite yeah, yeah. direction because I can't even lean on it. Like yeah. if I'm walking at work and then- I turn around the, the corridor to go down the lift and it's like a railing and it's just a massive drop on a four-story building and you can see the bottom. And the railing's only like, I don't know, waist height. I just feel my body just immediately take a step to the left because yeah, yeah. I can't even go near it. I, I just feel dizzy. I'd say that's a common fear and then some people feel it magnified like that because that's just an instinctual thing, right? Yeah. And it, I just though- feel like the sensation mm-hmm. as if- I'm falling right then and there. Right, That's right. what the sensation feels like. I'm like, and yeah. I, I get grossed out and I can't do it. Um, like, I guess also deep water. 
Like, yeah, if I, I were to be in the middle of the sea, but I'm not on a boat. Yeah, I know the missus cannot deal with not seeing the bottom of where they're swimming. Yeah, that's So, could you out. swim out to the ocean mm. and not be see see the floor? Because I've done that. I swam around a big rock in in um, Cal- New Caledonia. There was a big sacred rock and it was like meters and meters down. You couldn't even see the bottom. Mm. And I was just swimming in maybe like 20 meter deep water. Oh, wow. And there's fish all around me. And I swam all the way around the rock. No problem. I was not scared at all. I'm a very confident swimmer. Um, but for me, it's more so um, I know I'm no match against the sea. And okay. uh, there was a bit, there'd be a certain point where like, yeah, I could probably swim further out than what my feet could touch the ground. But um, I would I would never play it. I would never- You'd would never, never do it for fun? I would never push it, you know? Because uh, the oh, sea okay. is, um, you know, it's no, you're no match against the sea. What about boats? Are you okay going on a small boat now in the ocean? I get seasick. Really? Mm. Uh, I learned that the hard way. On a Really bad? My, my no dad, what? My dad organized a really cool, like, chartered fishing trip past the heads. Mm-hmm. And- um, You're just sick the whole time? I think he offered me sick tablets. I'm like, oh, I've been on a boat before. I'll be all right. And I was just to the point of just bile coming out. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. And and it was several, um, like ten of us, ten of us on this. It was like a big group thing. Yeah. And like ten of us were just over the side, just whoa. But it. small boats, I could understand. Yeah, it was choppy. It was really choppy. Yeah, um, I, I've I think I've been in the chop before, and uh, I've been okay. And I've been on a big boat, and a lot of people get. Seasick, but that's like, insane. That like I went to a Bucks uh, last year, and it was a smallish boat. Okay, it was around Darling Harbour, so I guess it's not too choppy. And I didn't feel anything. So, and I was drinking as well. So, okay, um, I guess it's if it's just like super choppy, it must make me feel sick. Okay, um, but are, are we talking like a little dinghy, like right out in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'd feel unsafe because I don't feel um, one wave could come in and annihilate yeah, you. Yeah, it's gone. Like there's nothing. There's no stability. And also, yeah. I'd be really worried about how I got there that far with a little dinghy. Okay. <laughs> Another one I wrote for me was uh, like losing my eyesight or something like that would be a big fear. Going blind. I mean, for sure. Like I, 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 I that you know, losing an arm. Like I, I guess they're no. They're no I think fears I could lose I an arm. I don't think I could do blind. Uh, they're not. I guess they're not fears that I that are on the forefront of my mind. But mm-hmm. I definitely would be just terrified of that happening. Yeah. Especially if it was instant. Yeah, I think, yes, yes, I, I agree. And yeah, if you had to adapt with no eyesight. But one of the things I, I wrote as well is like, I talked to another friend about this and they said losing their mind, like slowly like becoming senile or becoming, oh, what's the- Dementia. Dementia. Yeah, you start losing your senses. You start losing, you know, I, how did I get here? What did I doing? And that's a yeah, big one for that's me. scary. That's scary. That's for sure scary. Yeah. Um, cool. And uh, I wrote down as well, I got another question for you. Yeah, man. Have you ever gone a day without wearing underwear? Like um, like a whole day, like just wearing free balling it. We're out. Like yeah, wherever. I don't think out in the world, but at home for sure. Really, I've never done it at home either. What are we talking free balling? I'm wearing something, but I'm not wearing underwear. Yeah, I have shorts that would be, I guess, like the shorts that you do it in. <laughs> no, no. Um, Specified. They're like, I guess they're um, breathable. They're short. They're not like heavy shorts. Mm. And in summer, your boy sweats like crazy. And I have done that. Um, Just free ball it. Just to cool things down a little extra, get a bit of airflow. 
I've never done it. I like the support too much. I, I can't have my shit flying around. I need the support. I have invested big money in underpants. Right. I, I needed to have something good. I still need to invest in underpants. Sponsored by MeUndies. Oh, man, no. that'd be amazing, right? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't have... um. I, I got I to gotta do it. I, I prefer the feel of, of being supported. Right. Especially when I do exercise or something that is so important to me and just not be flying around. I just think oh, back Oh, yeah, to no, for sure. Exercise, I, I want everything tucked people away. People running around like Aboriginal people in the beginning of times of civilization. They're just nutsack dancing around yeah, when yeah. they're just sprinting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing the kill. But, you know, it's interesting about- uh, Holy crap. The, the male stuff that um, it like- when one leg goes forward, it kind of points the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, like yeah. It gets out the way. Kind of. It's interesting of. like that. There's my shit would be flying around. I think you've got to get used to it. Are you bragging? <laughs> no. <laughs> my, but dick's still, dude, my, just, my dick's so big. No, it's my, in the not way. my dick, my nuts. They're <laughs> bouncing around too much. Yeah. They, they hey, are. on a cold day, I'm fine, dude. I'm supporting myself. Okay, that's good. Yeah, same a little bit. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, that's the, that's the questions. Oh, I wanted to bring up as well. You remember how I was talking about last episode, the the guy that had the castle that he built himself and he, they, they were talking about he levitated the stones. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I ended up looking that up because I was like, I thought, okay, I don't want to forget about it for the next episode in case anyone wanted to know what it was. Yep. And I did more deep diving to to have more knowledge into what it was that I, I refreshed my memory. Mm-hmm. So, the place is called Coral Castle. It was in Homest- Homestead, Florida. And he, this guy, single dude, moved more than 1,000 tons of stone into these amaz- amazing shapes and structures. Um, he op- it was open to the public. He, was, he, he opened it to the public in 1923. Oh, okay. I so thought this was a, a more of a techn- recent thing. No, no, pre-technology. Like pre, pre-like, just as the Industrial Revolution was happening. Right. Just after. Well, he was building it during the Industrial Revolution. For decades, the park featured a perfectly balanced stone gate that despite its weight could easily swing with a strong breeze or a push of a finger, right? He had set it up like this. Yeah. So, anyone could do that. Yep. And if a breeze came, the whole rock would spin. Wow. Um, I think they said the rock weighed over 100, uh, over nine tons. The rock was nine tons and he balanced it himself. Jeez. And- uh, how it all work, worked remained a mystery until um, until 1986 when it stopped moving and they tried to rebalance it again using modern day machines and they found it sat on a singular stone and they didn't even know what this stone was because they, they went to it. They said, well, how can it, this tiny stone, how can it hold this much weight? Mm. Um, no stone we know can hold that much weight. Like it would just shatter. Right. It would just it, it would crush under its own pressure. So they sent it off to a geological team. Um, uh, it was identified as as an unidentified rock. They could not pinpoint its location, and they said it wasn't a meteorite. So they wow. said any stones on the Earth now cannot hold this much weight. Not, not even like a uh, like melt glass. Nope. Obsidian. They said they didn't even know what substance it was. Right. They couldn't even pinpoint it. These were scientists. Geological scientists were like, well, we have no idea what it is and it's not a meteorite. So that's nuts. Whatever it is, is very strong. This guy was a Latvian immigrant named Edward Leeds Skalnin, who stood five feet tall and weighed 45 kilos. It's a small dude. Small dude. Did it himself. 
Um, one day he was, so he would, if anyone came to the job site and saw him working, he wouldn't, um, he, he would stop working. Mm. He would just be like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for you guys to go. Cause he didn't want anyone to know how he did it. Um, like those archangels in Cop. Yeah. Yeah. So you turn your back, he's working away. He's look and he's like, yeah, he's frozen. It's wow. like that, um, doctor, uh, what's that? What's that doctor scientist name? That yeah, Doctor Who, that's it. <laughs> that's it's a so- Doctor Scientist name. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who and yeah. those angels that- they are Weeping angels or something. Yeah, and they, they yeah. you look at them and they're- So scary. They can't move. And then when you turn your back, they're trying to kill you. Yeah, it's so scary. Yeah. So, he, he did it all himself. But one day, some kids late at night were walking past and claimed he was floating the rocks like helium balloons. That he was just bouncing them like this. That's crazy. And pushing them along. Yeah, yeah. And they were just bouncing- um, he also invented this uh, this kind of magnetic generator, but no one could figure out how to use it. He would like spin a crank and these magnets would spin. So maybe he floated it with magnetic force. Do you think that he discovered these techniques? He or- did it all himself. When he was interviewed, he said, I have a great understanding of, okay. so of he's, mechanics. It's not knowledge passed down to him. Nope. He's figured it out. He was an immigrant. He had no idea. He taught it all himself. He was just gifted. You know, those people who just, just know. They're just like so gifted and they just know what to do. Why do these people ever pass on this knowledge? Yeah. Take so, one night, however, two teenagers did happen to witness the construction. They later told the police the rocks were levitating in midair like hydrogen balloons. Liz Gunland also claimed to have no used no mortar, yet no light could pass through when the stones met. So, it was like the, the cut that he used to make the stones was like laser precision. And he didn't even use cement. This is uh, kind of freaky because um, a lot of the- uh, There's a lot of depictions. I think we, we did touch upon this on the last podcast, but uh-huh. well, there's a lot of those depictions of um, uh, these great mo- uh, monoliths being built by levitating stones with sound vibration. Yeah. And um, there's even that really infamous block in one of the pyramids that- uh, I mean, several stones in there are la- looking like laser cut, but this this rock is uh, cut in a certain way where you can see they made a mistake. Oh, yes. I, I, I did look this into yeah. this. When you told me that story, I looked into it. So, they'd made the mistake and they thought if they were cutting it with the rope of the copper- You would know well before. They would know well before, before that, they, that they had made the mistake. It's like- they said it took them, you know, eight hours of grinding just to go a couple centimeters. Yeah. So and this thing was cut like meters wrong. For, for so it looks like whatever they were using cut it very fast. For those of you that um, are unaware, the the, the a big a big high um, theory for how a lot of these blocks were cut were to, um, due to the Egyptians using copper tools because that's the evidence that's uh, that they've that they've found at these sites and there's also depictions of copper tools being used in the hieroglyphics and stuff like that. And they did tests to see how uh, effective the copper tools are. And, and this is by using water and sand to to make sure that these um, tools don't break down. And it took like four hours to do like an inch yeah. with like a two-handed bandsaw yeah. uh, between two people. And, um, yeah, this- two people working nonstop for yeah. four hours to get a couple centimeters. And they were saying they cut every single rock like this. Not effective at all. No. And, and the- you need to constantly use water. Yeah. And that which would have been water so scarce back then. Mm. Yeah. Or I mean, just wasting water. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, so there's this block in one of the pyramids that has this real sharp, perfectly straight cut that goes 
mm-hmm. off into itself. Yeah, we'll and it looks like a mistake. As well. we'll bring it up um, on the screen if for those of you that are listening or watching on YouTube. But uh, basically, there's this straight cut that's been into a stone, and it's um, it's the only way you would make such a mistake is if you were able to cut the stone at a, a speed quick enough that you would you know just go into it. And and if you were to have a very manual way at cutting. You wouldn't. You would notice this mistake well ahead, but this yeah. is a deep cut. That's just straight. Yeah, it looks like whatever discarded. they did was they immediately said, "Oh, we've done it wrong." It's as if you're cutting something on a circular saw and went, "Oh, it's a wrong cut. I'll throw it away." The, yeah. the and the size of the stone was huge, massive. massive, and yeah, the cut was so precise. And they thought, "Why would they cut this far and go, nah, it's wrong?" Yeah, and you can tell very clearly it's a wrong cut. It's not like something. It's like, oh, okay. And even the stones, uh, the, these these building blocks don't show any sign of uh, tools being used because if you were to use like uh, a drill device to drill pinholes, yeah, you would see, you would see the, the rings of that's right. the rotations yeah. and, um, or even just the saw marks from going back and forth, back and forth. Like even if you were to cut a piece of bread, you see the knife. Uh, yeah, the edge. You see where the edge is cut. Sliding over the, the loaf. Especially on a rock. You would see it very cleanly. Yep, big time. You know, you could drill into a rock and even with a modern day drill, if you went into the rock, you'd be like, oh, well, there's the grinding marks, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Really so interesting. I thought that was interesting. And yeah, this is what happened with this with this one. I came across this story maybe 10 years ago. Thought it was super interesting. And I just refreshed my memory for you guys who heard about it last episode Ooh. and maybe had no knowledge on it. Found it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ancient um, times, crazy. Speaking of- uh those fears that you brought up earlier mm-hmm. um, and, and one of my big fears being spiders. I remember this core memory from when I was in preschool. We've achieved the core memory. It's unlocked. Do we have a little sound bite for that? No, I'll put one in. Okay. We'll put it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I remember in primary school, there was this time where we were all playing outside and, um, a kid noticed this spider on the ground. So we all huddled around it being kids. And I remember being absolutely freaked out because, well, not only was it a spider. One, it's a spider. But, um, and I know, you know, this is a memory from preschool. So obviously it's not going to be super accurate, but the memory of it hasn't changed throughout my whole life. And I, and I can I can picture it right now. And uh, basically there was this huge spider, probably like a huntsman or something, and there was this big wasp around the same size of this huntsman and it was on the back of it. Yeah. Like it was almost riding it. Yeah. And I remember them being almost the same shade of color even. Uh, and, and I remember noticing this very distinct yellow stripe on the wasp. And um, this wasp was massive, dude. Like I haven't seen a wasp since uh, this. And basically the spider was running towards the fence and the teachers told us to get away from it because the wasp's wings were opening up. And then the wasp flew up with the spider over the fence, landed over the fence, and then the spider kept walking. And I just remember being like, what did I just see? Um, that is a okay. So I, random. I remembered it and I looked it up and it is a thing. Um, and I believe- and Oh, did, that is so creepy. Looking at these images right now, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing this for the podcast. This is for you and the podcast, but- Basically, there is this uh, wasp that does do this, and I think it um, essentially uh, grabs onto the spider and will try and uh, take it away. But obviously, the, just the strength of the spider, um, you know, there's a bit of a fight there, but it, it happens. 
and it's a an, 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 a tarantula hawk wasp. Um, it's so creepy. It's freaking me out looking at a dude, Looks but like a yeah. stick. Um, you know what I was probably doing? I remember seeing something the like wasp this. The wasp was so the spider was probably trying to get to to somewhere where it could scrape the wasp off, like the fence or something, right? But maybe when the when the when the wasp saw it was going for the fence, it just flew with all its strength to yeah. try and get over the fence. And it couldn't, and it, and, and it couldn't hold it, so it just landed after the yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, um, man, it was so bizarre to see because as a kid, you look like it looked like they were working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you as an adult, you're like, oh, something. fusion of animals, yeah. sort of like merging together to become a super animal. Because there was this, I remember that they were the same shade of brown, both of them. It almost looked like they were they were like uh, camouflaged with bark. Uh yes. Yeah. And uh, man, that was freaky. Insects man. are creepy. They're super they are weird. So freaky, man. So, were you worried you were going to get attacked by this, or you, was it the whole class watching it and getting freaked out? No, yeah, I think um, like I don't, I think just as a kid, you just like ooh bugs, but I just remember watching it and then being like, whoa, what is going on here? And uh, <laughs> never seen it ever since. And that was really freaky. Wasps attack spiders a lot because they can fly. So, they usually win. They got the upper hand because they sting them from the top and yeah, the, and the yeah. spider can't do much. Did you know there's um, some scorpions, uh, as a defense mechanism, they just do suicide. They'll put the stinger right in their brain. Why do they do that? If they're backed into a corner, there's no way out. Stinger, boom, in the brain, dead, kill yourself. Is it to poison themselves so they can't be eaten? I think it's just to end themselves. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that they- have that kind of thought. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think their brains could even comprehend killing themselves. Um, I don't know if it's like, maybe it's a mental health uh, prevention. Yeah. You know, okay. like when the deers just go limp because they know they're going to get eaten. What a weird defense mechanism. Just sh- kill myself. I'll try and look it up real Fainting quick. Fainting um, style. You can't have the thrill of the fight. Boop. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure it actually kills itself and not just paralyzes itself? Do they have a brain? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they do, of course. But uh, apparently a scorpion, when confronted with an unsurmountable threat, such as a ring of fire closed in, mm-hmm. will sometimes opt to take its own life. That is ridiculous. Yeah. What a cool- That is- I guess it's when it's-, when it's sur- I, I don't know. A lot of this stuff is about when it's surrounded by fire, which is like, how often does that happen? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, this, uh, this scorpions just go, see you later. Yeah. Do you remember hearing the story back when I was at school and I heard about it first time? These huge scorpion spider things that live in the desert called camel spiders. You ever heard of them? Look one up. Put camel spider. It's you, fucking massive. You heard you heard my Guinness World Record story. You're so making me it, search it up. It has 10 limbs, which is a bit weird because it doesn't look like a spider, but- Oh, man. You know, you, this is like fear factor for me. I can't, I can't. I've got to opt out. So I get it, I get it. These things- <laughs> I in the get it. Of, so, the way they-, they um, There's been stories of- So, they're huge. And there's been stories of guys in the desert in the army waking up without an arm. What? Because the spider- Oh, I, I know of this. Injects yeah. you in the and middle of the night. it eats away the skin. Yeah, and it slowly cuts away at your skin yeah. in the middle of the night. And you're totally numb and you can't feel it. It injects you with a, um anesthetic- and then it slowly eats away at your limb until it takes like your whole arm is eaten off. That's I don't know if disgusting. it gets through the bone, but yeah, it eats a lot of you. Um, I remember they're also huge. seeing this story, picture years ago oh, of yeah, a that's the golden one. orb eating, yeah, a, they're huge. eating a bird. And um, 
It just yeah, reminds me of the spiders. That one's been with me forever. I, I've never yeah. forgotten that image. That reminds me of the spiders in Jumanji. Yeah. That size. Yeah. That's, that's what they're dealing with there. Um, let's definitely change the topic because okay. your boy's in fight and flight. And <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's that's a fear of mine. Big time spiders, man. Big yeah, okay. time spiders. Uh, I have several memories of just being pinned, me against spider, who will, who will come out. As the winner. Victor, you would have never watched that movie, Eight Legged Freaks. No, I haven't. And um, you know, even when, when I a spider the size of like a when car. I kill a spider, it's always like the inner monologue. It's like I've won, but at what cost? Because a bit more of me will di- come. A, a bit of my a bit of me dies. It's like a hydra. Yeah, the kid cut its head off to more appear. I saw a video the other day. I'll just go on my thing. I saw a gif the other day with this guy. It was in a tent in camping, and they had a spider, and they. Well, like, kill it, kill it quick. And as they squish it, like 50 million babies come out of it and starts climbing all over the tent. <sighs> my worst nightmare, that, that is as well. Oh, you're right, making a skin up. crawl. Oh, I, I think speaking about interesting bugs, though, when I was a kid, we were at school one day and we saw this really, it looked like a cricket had fused with some other animal. And we were watching this thing and it had the back legs of a cricket and its front legs looked like, some other ridiculous animal and this thing buried itself in the dirt. It was a cricket and it dug into the ground mm. and disappeared. And I ended up looking it up. It's called a mole cricket. Bring super, that up. Super weird. Let's have a look. Have you heard of the that um I don't know if it's a like a, a an infection, but uh it essentially is like a, it creates zombie ants. Have you have you heard of that? Yeah, it's a it's a disease. Yeah, this is it. I remember looking at this going, what the hell is this thing? Oh, that is really interesting. See that? Like, it's a chunky it. boy. Ugh, I'm getting creeped out. I can't look at any more bugs now. Now you freak me out. Dude, that zombie ant thing's freaky because yeah, um, so they, it affects- And it's spiders. It's a, it's a parasite that gets into them and it makes them go up really high and it controls their body and turns them into a zombie. And then it goes up really high and grows this fungus out of them. And then the fungus shoots out and clicks yeah. and goes on to other things. Like if you were to look at this, uh, look these up, like these ants get like their eyes get white over them and they start growing these like extra crap out of their body mm. and it spreads like an infection. Like the, the And they literally get taken over. So they're yeah. dead. And then the, the parasite is then, or the, controlling the, the virus ant. is controlling them. And it, and it's whole sole purpose is to infect the whole colony. Yeah. And, and, so, uh, and it goes, usually goes up somewhere high to a branch and then dies. Out. And then yeah, it spreads out into these big spores. Um, thank like God a, um, it cannot be passed to humans. The last My of us. God. Yes. What if, what if that does develop into human for humans? You reckon that's possible? No, I don't know. I hope not. My God, I'd be. These terrified. things can just happen, man. That would, that would be like a World War Z type thing. Yeah. It would. It, I reckon it would happen so quickly. Yep. Just based off Corona, COVID, it yep. would just spread like crazy. Yep. Do you think the world's ready now if something like that would happen because of um, COVID? Nope. We'd be. We fucked. haven't learned. No, man. I said this a million times. If COVID was more. Slightly more deadly, we would all be fucked completely. Yeah. Our country did nothing for eighteen months when yeah. when COVID was running rampant around the world. We've done really well considering we have the lowest per capita infections and deaths, and I think in pretty much any other country we're doing amazing. But if it was any more deadly, completely fucked. It because uh, or if like- it was war or anything at our doorstep, we would have no clue. Yeah. And, and that our government at the time, thank God they're out. Our government at the time sat around twiddling their thumbs for 18 months and didn't boost up any hospitals, mm. didn't boost up any medical care. 
while the rest of the world struggled with COVID. We were lucky to dodge it the first time and yeah. we pretty much lived normally for yeah. a year, 18 months. Well, then good. the second round happened with um, the one that uh, Del- Delta, yeah, the one that, yeah. that really started infecting everyone. Yeah. And then we, it just ran us over. And it's like, well, why, why are we not doing anything for the last year and a half? Where, Where have we been? Being an island. Yeah. yeah. And why haven't we ramped up uh, hospitals? Why haven't we ramped up care? How come we don't have the vaccines ready to go? It was like mm. COVID didn't exist when it happened. It's like, oh, oh now we got to do something. Oh, I was just yeah. so devastated. It was ridiculous. It was like a horror movie because um, if you were to look back at it, it's like that 28 days later when you see like the news reports and they're like, oh, something is happening, developing in this country and you're just watching the news. And you're like, yeah. oh, interesting. Oh, okay. interesting. And then next. Co- <laughs> next couple months later. Oh my God. Yeah, what have we done? <laughs> so, yeah, those, those zombies would wreck us. I would be terrified- um, if that was a thing, and that that reminds me of World War Z, so that, that I'll just picture that. That would it'd be that they just overrun you right away. Yeah. It'd be, you'd be totally screwed. Yeah. All right, I got something else I wanted to show you, and I came across in the in some news. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, so this just reminds me so much of why I hate society. Okay, and why our society is essentially broken and some people can just get away with murder. Like not murder, but the way some people can make a living is just so disturbing. And it kind of upsets me that you just gifted this, this talent, let's say or you, you gifted in these genetics and you can just do this. So I, uh, I feel like I'm going to be right by you with whatever you're going to yeah. say or next. So woman, the title of this post I found was woman who sold farts. Now it's m- makes five K per day selling boob sweat. So this chick, right. this chick is selling her, her right. farts for, for a living. Cool. Cool. Um, first ticket to Alice Springs, please. Yeah. Okay. So a woman who was making a small fortune selling her own farts, you'll be delighted to know she's back flogging her boob sweat instead. Despite making bank from her gassy goods last year, Steph Matto from Connecticut, US has announced her early retirement because she was hospitalized due, due to the diet to make her fart more. She was on this crazy gassy diet to make her farts like extra stinky. And she was selling them in a jar. And this, she is not the first to do this. Heaps of girls are doing this. I, like, I know it's a thing. Um, like, you know, use panties and, and feet pics and, and um, you know, whatever floats your boat. But yeah. So yeah, I know what you mean, dude. It's <laughs> this this paragraph had me in stitches. And then it's just going to be a bunch of being like, get your bank, girl. Yeah. And like, look, get your cash. My God. Like, I feel like if I could do this shit, I would. But this girl's obviously like a good looking woman. She's quite plastic looking. You can tell she's had surgery. Okay. Probably her she lips the cash and for face, whatever. And she's like, yeah, she's a good looking woman, but- She's selling her farts because I guess, you know, thirsty motherfuckers out there want to mm. fart. Self-proclaimed fartrepreneur opted I, I for hate high that. I hate that a lot. Yeah. I hate that Fartrepreneur. I really, really hate that. <laughs> she had don't, don't, talk, don't, high- <laughs> don't get, don't G yourself up. Don't, don't, don't talk it up. You're just farting and that's it. You know, like to, to put a, a, a name on it. Yeah, yeah, as, a, as like a profession. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a thing. Get out of here. It's not a thing. 
opted for a high fiber diet living off beans and eggs, which didn't go down too well when he, with her insides when she was experiencing chest pain caused by excess gas. So there's a picture of her in her, um, I should record this. Was it control shift five? By the way, um, I have no idea what I'm doing here. There's a large part of me, I think it's uh, three or five or six, not four. I don't know what I'm command, command, That's it. Yeah. I got it. Um, there's a big part of me that um, also doesn't believe this whole hospital story, by the way, by, you know, um, I, I, I have a big feeling that um, she's very capable of pretending that the farts are in whatever canister she is selling. Yeah. And um, to keep up the illusion, make up a scenario where she was doing so much work for her fans that she had to go to hospital because of her stinky diet. Oh, yeah. Where, okay. um, I, I, I think that someone like that- um, Be doing not- it for the clicks. Doing it for the views. Yeah, like it's- the, I, I, I would highly- um, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole hospital thing was fake. Yeah, there's yeah. her in hospital. Yeah. Uh, bless up, two fingers. Peace and love. So, she made a full recovery. He's now selling boob sweat. So, appeared on 90 Day Fiance, claims putting a jar of her fans takes her 15 minutes. So, she sits in the sun for 15 minutes, sells 10 bottles a day at $500. How do you, huh? how do you She just sits in the sun under a titty. Yeah, but I, there. I, like, I could run. I sweat like it's crazy. It's hard work. Don't be fooled. Like, I could run and I will sweat, but to- I don't think I'd even be able to fill up uh, like a, a one water no, no, bottle of sweat. No, no, no. She's just doing like a tiny little the vial, little vials. couple drops. Oh, okay. couple drops. Uh, She's a good looking girl. Yeah, but wow. uh, that's the fart jar. Okay. Uh, and there's more of uh, some other girl selling it. Let's, I, I know I that- to, um, I tried to zoom into this. What is this called? Cutie toots. Oh. That's what she's calling it. Like, obviously, this chick is way more plastic. Like, her boobs are so fake. That's a Hatsune, it's Hatsune Miku. There you go. Cutie toot. How's that? Cutie to- patooties. That's what it is. Cutie patooties. And it's sitting on her butt. What's um, going and on with so those pockets on, that, on those cheeks there? Dude, guys are disgusting who buy this stuff. <laughs> they but there's are, like a big dude. culture in Japan of you can buy- Used uh used panties in vending machines over there. This the scat porn and all that. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Do you remember? You know the creator of McAfee. McAfee. Yeah. 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 Do you hear about all his shit? Oh no, I haven't heard. Is he dead now? Yeah. He died, yes. right? Ep- Epstein style, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, dude, he was on an island and he, he was got paying- hard into drugs. I know that he was paying like. The maids and stuff to shit on him. Yeah, and, and there's a whole like documentary, and like he would like get a hammock and make cut a little hole and lie under the hammock and make these women like do it. And they're like, they've never done this before, and they're just like, and he's just, <laughs> just describing how like he'd be like, he cut the hammock and they could do the shit. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and imagine that, dude. So I I saw him on an interview not that long ago, right before his death, and. He looked like he was coked out of his mind. That yeah, guy was, he was hard he, into drugs. He was living up the um the rich lifestyle. He was like a, earning eccentric. hundreds of millions. Yeah. Um, but crazy man, like what John McAfee. What leads guys to get to these fetishes? Okay. I think like you just go into this world where 
you have so much money, you have so much stuff and, and you, you know, it's like, oh, I have no meaning in life anymore mm. because I'm not working the grind. Think about when you use a game, right? You're playing a game. This is how I've perceived it and done my soul searching for my life, right? Mm-hmm. What gets you off? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've done so all the board. So, you're playing Sims. Let's say you're playing Sims and you're, and you're getting that grind out. You're like, oh, i got to get that level up, get the money, mm-hmm. get the thing. Then I can get that new job and then I can go get that new thing that builds my skills up a bit more. The second you use the cheat codes and you get everything, you're like, nah, I'm bored. Right, right, right. You're like, oh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, this game is no fun because I'm not going for the grind anymore. I'm not working yeah. anymore, right? So, my theory is that once you achieve that in life and money is no option anymore, right? You can have essentially anything you want. You're like, I want a Lambo. Yeah, I got it. I want this. I got it. I've got the new house. I got it. You can essentially have so much stuff at so in so little amount of time that you'll constantly just be like, well, I- what what else can I get out of life? You know, like, I can get any hookers. All, I can have all the women. You can have all I the want. sex you want. So you have need all the sex I want. Yeah, I can have all the women I want. I can have all the crazy fan- fantasies I want. So where do you go from there? You're like, well, I need to get dirtier and I need to get crazier with my shit because I, 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 I'm not getting a thrill from the normal stuff I used to get anymore. I can have so many drugs. I can have this. It's money. Like I just got money. But I understand that for these rich guys, but I can't imagine all this woman's fans are rich dudes. You don't know, but they're they're a filthy, filthy, filthy fetishes out there. That's got to be like, like that, the least concern. That makes sense for the people that have the money. What if the fan? What about these? Some of these guys that don't have the money and they're still buying this stuff. How do they get there? What do you mean? Just five hundred dollars? Who doesn't have five hundred dollars? But how do they get to that fetish? Yeah, they're like, not multimillionaires. No, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I get. I sorry for sure. Like that. Sorry, I think I went off on a tangent on there. Yeah. A bit, but <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how do these yeah, guys so get there. Porn. Porn ruins your brain. And you think that they've seen enough porn that like it's not even like I want to just look at like different scenarios. It's like I want. I just I want to see people get farted on. No, you get the thrill of just knowing that this came out of that woman. Right. Okay. It's okay. like, oh my God, I'm getting turned on. It's like, I know this has touched her. I know this came right. out of her. It's like her bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. It's like getting off on that yeah. because one, porn has ruined, like it essentially warps the mind of saying, I can have all these, it's kind of like a drug. You can have it all is. these kind of fetishes and crazy things. It's yeah. like you're just going so many things happening at once and you can just be like, click the next tab, click the next thing. Mm. And it will just warp everything. your mind. Yeah. And it will just warp your mind. And um, a lot of people who I've, I haven't looked into it, but so one of my big, big um, heroes is Terry Crews, oh, the yeah. actor. Yeah. And because, because of the life he's overcome, because mm. of the, because of um, his upbringing and, and the person he is now. Right. He talked about very openly, he had a massive porn addiction. Like he was like, it was ruining his life. Right. And he said it was just like he couldn't stop thinking about it. It was just every second of every day. And the, the stuff he had to look at was grossing him out. Right. So, he'd be like, look at the porn, jack off, and then be like so upset after. And be like, I feel disgusting mm-hmm. in myself. Why am I doing this? And he said, I got to stop. I got to get some help. Right. I think he went to rehab and everything. He um had some rough- uh sexual assaults when uh, at one stage as well, didn't he? Yeah, so did, did, I, I know heaps in about that. To- so, one of the movie producers he was working with, I think it was- I don't know if that's a, also a, a flag word um, for 
what podcast not to what to say sexual assault or something. I don't know. Who cares? The, the Murdoch ducks. Oh whatever. <laughs> We're gonna get us. We're Fuck gonna get you, censored. Murdoch. <laughs> so holy shit, FBI! Oh shit, the email! Open up! <laughs> <laughs> you just our Lord and Savior. It's like, why is that guy with a gun walking through my house? <laughs> um. So yeah, he he came out saying that. One of the producers, I think from, what was that movie he did with the Stallone and Dolph Lundgren, the big one? Where they the Expendables? The Expendables, that's it. I think maybe on the, the guy or the producer of that film, mm. who was a big producer of the, uh, I don't know if it was MGM or whoever, or Warner Brothers, right. one of those guys, he came out and just openly named him and said, this guy at a party just grabbed me by my, uh, you know, by my penis mm. and just like laughed at him and was like, what was kind of saying that, sorry about that, was saying that he, you know, he grabbed it and made fun of him and the guy backed, like he pushed him off and said, hey, what are you doing? And the guy went to grab him again yeah, and and said like, you know, I, I should, I can do this. Like this is just uh, yeah, something yeah. I do. Yeah. Wow. And everyone didn't do anything. And yeah. he said he felt like violated in that Oh, moment. for sure. I would too. For sure. And he said he wanted to like, because abs- he's so much bigger in than In that him. industry, so brave to speak out because- and 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 you have to make sure when you do speak out, it hits ears like crazy. Yeah. Because if you doesn't, if it doesn't get the traction straight away, you're out, dude. Yeah. You get Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thankful that he was so open about it, and you know he he didn't react violently, which could have you know put him in jail and mm. stuff. But he said he's going to control. He wanted to just absolutely beat the shit out of the guy. Oh, for sure. Obviously, he's a massive guy. He's probably towering he's over him. Jacked. Yeah, and he said he was ready to absolutely annihilate him, but he said that's not me. That's not what I want to do. Mm. And uh, he walked away and was able to, you know, channel his anger somewhere else, respectively. And I, sorry, respectably. Uh, and he, and he's a big hero of mine for the stuff he's overcome. And, and that mm. shit should not happen to anyone. And, uh, you know, I actually wrote uh, some notes about just how messed up Hollywood is in general. And uh, but we'll, we'll circle back to that when, when after the, whatever you that's come deep, up with. Yeah, that's some deep stuff, man. Yeah. No, I um, yeah, it's just messed up what people will get into. I mm. think, and and the, the fetishes and things that people do. It's just like once you get to that level, it's like you're just pushing past to this kind of mentality of like I got to get something even crazier to get me off now. I think some that's are, what some happens. Some natural, right? Like a foot yeah. fetish. Yeah, um, that's a quite common one for guys. Yeah, feet. Um, I don't understand it. I, I don't. I I do not get it. As it grosses no. me out, if anything, I just hate. I hate feet. I just yeah, think, I don't looking at like people's feet. I don't want anyone's feet near me because yeah. Especially if you're walking barefoot, dude. Yeah. There's a dirty feet. Yeah. Um, I, in high school, I had a YouTube account and I had a vo- uh, this video of me and my high school mates and it was this stupid video of just, um, we would we would pretend to stand on each other's backs or stomachs. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a stupid video. And um, because of the, the name of the video was like standing on my friend or something like that, um, I- remember getting like 200 followers or uh, sorry views the view that video just went off and i'm like it's just like this is recorded on a phone camera back then which before iphone right nothing the, the, you know the whole thing's just shaky it's <laughs> yeah. um you know 240p it's probably like a minute and a half long of a video no context just a very very strange video and um then i, I got like three or four subscribers 
But did the, it go to your head? Oh, it that, did. I I've thought, got three subscribers now, guys. Did, I made it. Basically, after that happened, I was paying women to shoot through a hammock <laughs> on my chest. Yeah. Um, it hit me that hard yeah. right away. <laughs> Fame just got to me, man. Soiled me up. Um, so what happened? So uh, these like three or four uh, subscribers, I noticed that like the display pictures were all like feet related. And I remember looking on a guy's account and he had several videos of him lying naked on a couch uh, face down and and humping the couch and licking and sucking on shoes. And then I, you saw his dick, dude. And he was, was on YouTube. On YouTube. Whoa. And he was fucking the shoe. And then uh, another uh, YouTube channel was a woman and a guy just sucking on her toes. And I was like- I have uh, acquired some foot fetish people because of a, a video of me and my friends standing on each other <laughs> because the uh, I guess they would have just typed in like standing on people or whatever foot fetish yeah, like, they had. Yeah, like standing yeah. on people barefoot yeah, or, or and, something um, like, wow. So I, I had like three or, three or five so subscribers. Had, so these people, and how many views did you get on the video? A couple hundred, you said. Um, yeah, it, it had a little blow up. Like I'm not saying like- So you thousands, somehow triggered- Dude, that's scary because you were underage at the time. I too. was, dude. Well, high school kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So you accidentally made some sort of accidental fetish, fetish video? Yeah. That Even though, got, like, we're no, like, no, it wasn't a fetish that you made. No. Or with that intention, dude, we're but in for school some uniform. reason, it got. But maybe that was the fetish for these oh, people too. That, is so that you were underage. Up. That is so messed up. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because that's you worse. yourself were underage, so they're like, "Oh my god, there's kids doing this." That's shit. yeah. I never really thought about that. That oh, is very strange. Man, you just. I just thought it was a foot thing. Do you feel grossed out when you saw that? Oh, they, I, so at the I felt grossed out when I saw the it. video of the dude because he was this fat, dirty dude. How old were you when you were watching this? Uh, I was in high school, uh, late high school. So I probably 16, 17? Yeah, 16, 17. Did you feel disturbed when you saw that he had watched your video? But did you make the connection back then that this is why he was watching your video? Or you just thought, oh, he's randomly watched my video? No, I'm, I definitely made the connection because they're all oh, okay. foot-related uh, pages. Okay. I made the connection that, oh, okay, the standing on my friend, the name has triggered these people to look at my video. And this is fucking wild, wild west YouTube days. Yeah. This is before the apocalypse and all that sort of shit. So this was, this was running rampant. You just had all types, you had all types of content on YouTube, but back then. Well, and, that's uh, pretty, pretty gross. I mean, let me, if you, if you want to take the reins real quick, I'll, I can uh, see if I can hack into my uh, old account and I'll, I'll try and get up some views real quick. Okay, give you some numbers. Get the numbers. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Let me see if I can get that. Um, all right, let me try and hold down the fort. If I haven't deleted right. the video. It's an yeah. old one. All right, well, I, I'll tell a story randomly that I had one in the back. A cat known for its oversized eyes, wonky feet, and be- became the mayor of a small Michigan town called Hell. Can I just interrupt real quick, guys? Yeah. By um, While Dan's been t- saying this um, story this whole time, he's just had a juicy big Alice on his screen of uh, with a jar on top saying oh, cutie patooties. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just funny. Cause- I only saw the pockets. It doesn't even look like a butt. It looks like a rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very like uh, old school rug. But it's Pre-orders just, it's just the scent jar. Ugh. It's just funny that this big ass just been on your screen the whole time. Anyway, yeah, sorry, continue. So, big, big, big cute eyes. Big cat uh, will rule over, black cat will rule over hell. The place is called Hell. It's in Michigan. Uh, it's a small town. And uh, I was, I thought, why do these places let animals become mayors and shit? What's up with that? I had a look <laughs> into it. Anyone can become mayor of, the, of this place called Hell for a single day. And it's part of the town's shtick. Pets, though, another thing, Sunday, April 24th, will be 
uh, was the first day that a cat and any animal was um, allowed to become mayor. Jinx was the was the cat's name. That's anyway, I thought cute. that was funny. That's pretty cute. What's up with that? I don't get why people why white people <laughs> like let that happen. It's yeah. like what does politics become? It's like, ah, just let the cat be mayor. Fuck I like it. to think that if it's a small town, everyone's just really happy in that town. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking can, too. Can, everyone can agree that's just the town's fun. called hell. That's <laughs> kinda of fucked up, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like you're like, that's kinda of fucked up, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's happy. Yeah. Um So I've brought I've got the video up here. Yes. Um it's I've, I guess I've since made it private. So mm-hmm. there's no comments on it. Um, Thirty six thousand views. Whoa, that was heaps more than I thought. Um, I'm going to play it for Daniel, uh, but unfortunately, guys, I will not be putting it on the video because it does contain, uh, I guess, underage kids at the time. Even though there's nothing sexual happening, uh, my mistake. We're not in school uniform, but we're just in a car park, and you and you can see it for yourself. I'm going in deep. Um, there's really, it's just this the type of content that high school kids would find funny. My friend is lying on his back and we're just taking turns pretending to step on his stomach while he makes a stupid sound every time we step on his stomach. Yeah, this is- Just messing around after school, um, just doing dumb skits. It's really not- You would not get turned on by this no. at all, but- And the camera quality is just shit. We're in a random car park. Very it's, shaky. I think this is just after school and we're just like, you know, uh, oh, that's a funny sound and let's make a video about that. And um, there's no context- and uh, yeah, man, I, I I remember accruing a Is few- it your most popular video? Uh, no. Uh, oh, actually, it is. I thought this other video was my most popular where um, it's a five-second video of me just dropping a, a bag on my friend's stomach and he just goes- He just makes a sound and it's just it's just that. It's just stupid high school stuff. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, yeah, th- that's, that has 30,000 views. This has 36,000 views. So, that's my highest viewed video on this channel and- um, that's strange. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember w- at what time in my life I made that account private because I haven't posted it to it in over ten years. But um, yeah, it'd be hard to get off. I think on what you essentially what you did, like camera shaky, all that stuff. But I think back in the day, before porn was g- gone out of control and YouTube was exactly what it is now, where you can find a lot of this crazy stuff online. Mm. Maybe you were one of the first videos that someone could actually find other people walking on them at the time. Because that was uploaded, like, what, 15 years ago now? It's it's an old, it's old. I'm trying to um, find out where, um, who my subscribers are. How do, how do I find that out? Uh, I think in YouTube Studio. It's, it wouldn't be on that app. The app is called YouTube Studio. Oh, I can't just, like, click subscribers no. and find out? Oh, no, that's, that's you have annoying. to go YouTube Studio. Anyway, I was going to try and see if we could um, look these accounts up. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, nah, you can't. I uh, have a total of the, 28 that. subscribers on this channel. All feet related. No, that'd be so freaky. I, I mean, I only remember- see who subscribes to you now in a big list or no? I think you can. You just have to- It's convoluted. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, that, well, how freaky is that? Super weird. And the, the fact that, yeah, that you just accidentally made fetish porn. Yeah. Realizing it. And we're kids. Well, yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty pretty stressful. I would haunt me in my sleep, be like, who is beating off to this? And the no, fact that think- you found porn on, on YouTube as well is pretty disturbing. I mean, especially I was- the type it was. Yeah. You ever seen Two Girls, One Cup? Of course I have. I haven't. I've never been you able to- You haven't seen I, it? I saw it for about two seconds and I couldn't. I oh couldn't. I couldn't go through with it. I started gagging. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it was- It's so disgusting. 
And I've seen similar things since that, you know, like there's little dumb um, WhatsApp videos that get sent around and stuff like that between Thank God I don't know people sending me that stuff now, but I watched I two, two kids, uh, two girls, one cup for about a split second. And I saw the poop coming out and I thought, nah, no, that's not for me. And I literally well, was like gagging. Just, just the, the, I couldn't do it. That was so fucked. I can't even think about it now. I'll be sick. I, I don't think I've seen it since high school, but, um, I think it was when disgusting. you're a kid, you can watch crazier stuff without being affected. Now I think I get more affected than I do. No, nah, definitely then. not, man. I like some of those videos that used to go around during high school, like, uh, have stuck with me, scarred me. Like what? You know, you just, when you, when you, one guy run jar, that sort of stuff. Oh, that was but like also like my friend passed out watching that. Oh my gosh. While we're watching it, he went unconscious oh and then woke God. up and he's like, What happened? Oh. So we're watching it and Such then, a you know, kid. the guy's it's well, trigger warning. The guy sits on a jar, crushes in his butthole. Uh, and, the, and it was like a it was like because a because it was an empty jar. So now he he still continued to do it after that, by the way, but now he fills them with water. Oh, I remember an urban legend of just he died. No one knows what no, happened. No, no, he after still that. posts videos. I, I never like, learned his lesson. No, but he just fills it up with water now so the pressure doesn't change on the inside of the jar. So he sits on a jar to stretch his butthole and the jar crushed in his butt and there was so much glass and blood coming out of his ass and he's like picking it out on camera. As it gets crushed and the blood starts coming out, my friend just goes boop and collapses on the floor. Jesus. And then he uh, he like attends, he, he starts twitching a little bit. I'm like, I think he had a mini seizure. He I'd be so switching. scared. Yeah, I was like, I thought he was joking. Oh my god! And I said to him, "That is a high school thing, dude. To do. Get up! What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "What happened?" Oh like my. with that slurry, like, yeah, "What yeah. happened?" And we just died laughing. Oh. We go, dude, you fucking passed out. He goes, I like how I you did. just laugh, and he's like almost no. died. And he was so sad. He could have like cracked his head, and you guys are like, ah! he, was, uh, he landed. On, he just fell on the carpet. Yeah. Oh my god. We're in his bedroom. Good times. Oh, well. Um, no, I'm talking about like um. Uh, you know, seeing seeing death happen and, and or murder or something like that. things like that. I remember the beheading videos back in the day. Yeah, the, yeah, that was pretty. Um, thank God it was low quality. Oh, thank God! But you know that those images are burnt into my mind. Yep. Yeah, messed up stuff. Let's change the subject. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we Next, don't, we don't want any want any young listeners fainting. Yeah, maybe we'll do one more each. Yeah. Okay, um, hit me, boy. What do you got? I got this interesting. Uh, uh, event in history, I guess we, you you could call it. Uh, it was a, it's a type of um, hysteria that happened, um, and the this um, event is called the Miracle of the Sun, also okay. known as Miracle of Fatima or okay. Fatima. Yeah. So the year is 1917. Date October 13th. In a small town of Fatima, Portugal, three local shepherd children come to the town saying that they've just been in contact and uh, with Mother Mary and that mm-hmm. she's going to come down and perform miracles over the town. Yep. And um, according to them, uh, she had told them that to gather uh, as many people as they, as they can to a specific area because she was going to let her power be known in front of the world. Um, what year is this? 1917. Whoa. So, this, so like this, oh, First World War. This has been recorded. Mm. And uh, so uh, there was a lot of hype about this because, you know, religious- and, yeah, and uh, back then, and, and not not educated. Of, yep, and um, times are very different back then. So you uh, apparently this uh, this hype went on for a few weeks, and thirty to forty thousand people came to see this event. Holy crap! Back then, that would have been enormous, massive. Uh, 
a local report does state that a hundred thousand people came, but I don't. It's know. hard to guess. And at th- that time, I don't know. You can imagine. You can imagine some dude in Portugal is just like, there must be a hundred thousand people here, mm. and it's just like. Maybe thirty thousand, but like still a lot yeah. of people. Never seen that many people in his life. Yeah, that's it. Now so he's he like, oh, it's a million. Paper. Yeah, there must be a million and billion people here. Yeah, I can't count this many people. Um, so, uh, you know, there was a huge gathering, and the this is the weird part about this event. So, according to the witnesses there, which a, a, a lot of them have stated this, the sun started glowing, shot down to earth paused and then danced around and zigzagged shot back up into the sky and started to uh, shoot out these different hues of like greens and blues and purples uh, that were people were seeing and um, some people started seeing like strange apparitions apparitions apparitions, apparitions. Yeah. and uh, this the leading scientific theory for what has happened at this event was that too many people stared at the sun too long and that uh, they just started hallucinating and didn't know that, you know, staring at the sun will start messing up with your eyes and making you see different colors and stuff. And, you know, if you stare at a bright light and you look around, you've seen that light flying around with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how educated these people were, but- It's like uh, mass psychosis. Yeah, uh, it's a mass hysteria. And, uh, I mean, that's a le- the leading scientific theory. But what do you reckon, man? You reckon a bunch of people saw something or it was just uh, a bunch of people- Staring at the sun. I think it's mass hysteria where people start, you know, people like there's so much energy of people wanting to mm. see something. I saw it with my own eyes and they so, never saw it. And they never saw yeah, anything. Yeah. So everyone's just mass hysteria. Or, yeah, they stared at the sun for too long and they started burning their retinas and they're like, oh, the colors, look, look at this. And then the next person's like, well, I need to be a part of this. So mm. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. Oh my God, look at it. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. Mother Mary. Plus 1917, you know, people are probably almost doing witch hunts still. Yeah. So, you know, like anything would have built. Uh, why did this kid also come up with this idea in the first place? Yeah, I would like to know where they, um, what they heard and, and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. they, they hit that little acacia bush a little too hard. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a little bit too high. Yeah, yeah. Mother Mary, talk to me. Oh, my God, I saw her. She's coming down this day. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Be there or be square. Yep. People believe and get in. On hopes, especially when it's religious. Oh my god, they flock to it. Yeah, when people have a pancake and they oh yes, and and it burns in Mm. a slightly picture of Jesus or Mary, and then people go nuts and or they sell the thing online and yeah yeah yeah. You know, there's there's so much mass hype around it, and it's just a fucking pancake with a weird burn in it. Yeah, it's Jesus. He's come for me. Have you seen this video, dude? That reminded me of this. In the beginning, it was a little hard to believe, and I go home at night and I say, well, this is crazy. This is a little too weird for me. But after four years, you kind of get into the swing of it. It gets, it becomes normal. I mean, you, after you've seen our haunted toaster. Right here where it says put one slice, we heard, I am the devil. Yeah, what kind of voice did the devil A very low voice, I'd say, sounded like Eli Wallach. Have you saved any of this satanic toast? Yes, I did save it because I wanted to be sure that somebody else would see it. Now this one, can you see that, Richard? She thinks that Satan happened. lips, uh, just terrible. Is the toaster still possessed? I, I, we're, we still have There's trouble off the There's no way it did that. She scratched it Of course she did. <laughs> oh, see, now it's... 
I just saw the death. It seems to be a winner. I... Oh! Oh! Why have you kept this toaster? Well, Richard... You know, when I'm all famous. said and Dude, done... Dude, this is not real. That's fake. Toast. For today, Boyd Matson, NBC News, Boca Raton, wow. Florida. The whole... The flames were totally fake. Did they add that in? Yes! Someone did it in post? Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe someone's edited the video for YouTube. Yeah. But... Um, the, the she like she legitimately thought she was going to get away with carving Satan lives. Like, how small is your life that you you don't even realize that how how like what people believe in? So imagine imagine thinking you can genuinely convince people that that happened. No, I think the whole thing is like a skit. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Oh, I think it's legit. Her reaction was kind of like. So odd. Oh, I think maybe something might have happened, like a a spark or something, but someone's edited that flame in post. No, I think the whole thing was made up, like done on purpose. It looks like a set from the 70s. No, MTV's been around a long time. That's true. My initial reaction was that her reaction was, the whole thing was staged. Even with the- um, the Yeah, this guy, fake, everything fake. Yeah, right, right. It's like those news stories that get the fucker right in the pussy. That was fake. The whole thing was- It was set up. Yeah. Look up behind the scenes. Fuck around in the pussy. And oh. they have multiple takes of him running onto camera and pulling up the- Pulling the mic and he like misses the grab and he's like, I'll do it again. But is that after the initial one? Nope. All of them. Because I remember- Because there was multiple. And so, yeah, behind the scenes. Make sure you click like behind the scenes. It was full fake. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. That, that one. This Top one. one. Yeah. They're, they're guiding him, showing how to do it. And they- Guy comes out and says, we are a viral marketing specialist. See, that's the initial one. That was the first one. The news companies are not even real. I'm, I need to see the original video. That was her, the big woman at the beginning. I think other companies then jumped on to kind of get his publicity happening for them too. But the original one is fake. I'm 100%. That John Kane guy is the viral marketing guy behind it. I looked into it. I'm not convinced based off that first video. I have to do it. I'll I'll look into it. Look into it. I'm not 100% sure that it's fake. Interesting. Man, we're at time. We're at time 100%. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how marketing is now. Just got to get viral and do it. Yeah. And go like a plague. They're really trying to like act like they're doing like three steps ahead. And um, it blew up. People loved it. It just it. It's very easy for the people that watch the news that generation because they don't know any better. Mm. But for people like us, you're like, okay, see right through that. I am too skeptical now of so much. But back when Fico right in the pussy is, I thought that was real. But that was a while ago now. Yeah, I was a a more immature, immature man now. As a more wise, wise young man, Mm. I, I know these things. See through the veil. I see the code. I see the matrix. I'm there. Mm. All right, we're done, man. That's it. We're we're done. That's it. 100 time. It's probably our longest episode ever. Wow, that's cool. All right, we're gonna get the next one a bit shorter. I think we'll trim it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching to this episode of Double Dose. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Love you, and we'll see you in the next one. See you later. Bye. <laughs>